Episode 391. I'm Jeff. I'm the intern. <laughs> and I'm Devin. The Psy Guy. The Psy Guy. <laughs> uh, that's great to be on, guys. Yeah, it's, it's been... joining us. It has been a long time since... everyone else bailed on us. <laughs> yeah. Since our regular oh. cast of jabronis decided they don't want to come on. Yeah, I mean, Blake Bot heard I was coming on, so it was inevitable that he wasn't going to show up. I figured he would be thrilled to be on the, the episode with you. Yeah, well, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> I figured you guys would love to talk about your, your D&D adventures. Yeah, be, beating D&D uh, every night on Saturday, yeah. <laughs> it, is, mean, it is a good time, for sure. I mean, granted, you're not as good as Brian is at his D&D <laughs> right. adventures. I'm, actually, uh, I have a clause in my contract that I'm not allowed to talk about it unless Jason's here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. So, that, that's perfect sense. I do have one question about that, Dev. Yeah. Are you guys to third level yet? Uh, we're almost to fourth level. Oh, man. Because <laughs> I, think, I think he's running you guys through what he was running us through. Yep. We started this in 2015, and we're okay. still third level. That's how often we get together to play. <laughs> I mean, we've been playing a, a lot, and... <laughs> It's taking quite some time to get to fourth level, so. <laughs> but it's it's a good time. It's yeah. it's fun. I enjoy it a lot. It filled a filled a void during uh during quarantine that uh, that needed to be filled. Yeah. Unfortunately, we were still never able to get find time to get like the five <laughs> of us together or six however yeah. many were and it's like how about this weekend oh no i can't how about jesus christ we're all quarantined <laughs> how the hell can everyone have yeah. something else to do right how can you have something else that is more important than D D? I don't know brian yeah. would have an answer for you but he's not allowed to talk about it yeah <laughs> contractually <laughs> oh man uh, interesting. Uh, what, what are you drinking there, Dev? I am drinking a uh, Ann Arbor's Distilling Company uh, gin and tonic with their fall gin, um, and using a 
Uh, was this Fever Tree Premium India Tonic? Uh, and I'm drinking it out of my Ron Swanson quote glass. There's no <laughs> wrong way to consume alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I had it with the you know anticipation that Jeannie was going to be here because uh, you know Jeannie and me always like to get together and have G and T's and uh-huh. I'm, I'm sad. I was sad too. Yeah, Jeannie from Hobie was supposed to be on, but uh, she had some some emergency that took her away from us this evening. Hopefully everything's good. Oh uh, yeah, I hope so. Haven't quite Hopefully. heard back, but uh, we're thinking about you, Jeannie, and hope everything is good. Uh, let's see. Even though Jason couldn't make it, he did make sure that Brian got the outline done. <laughs> he was very persistent, making sure that I had everything done before the show. Oh, that's good. Which I did two minutes prior to. <laughs> Got to keep that intern honest. That's right. Hey, Got to make them sweat for these IOUs, man. <laughs> I'll start out with the big news. As uh, hopefully people know by now, they know that we are sponsored by the Cincinnati Comic Expo, mm-hmm. and they have started to release their guest list. We've I did got... see an announcement the other day, yeah. and it escapes me who it was. Well, we got uh, released, I think it was last Wednesday or Thursday, it was announced that Katie Sackoff was going to ah, be here. That was the one. I think she's a Saturday-only guest, so if you want to come and see Katie Sackhoff, make sure you get a Saturday ticket. But I am thrilled to to see uh, her name on the guest list. Yeah, that's awesome. And my my sister apparently told my brother, I don't think I'll be making it to the expo this year unless, like, Katie Sackhoff comes up and I can get her (laughs) to sign my Battlestar Galactica and and. Bionic Woman boxed sets, and then a week later they announced Katie Sackhoff was coming. So it's like she's the first one announced. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. And then also, I think just the other day, uh, Timothy Zahn, author of most notably a bunch of the Star Wars books. Oh, was, was... shit. I might have a reason to come to Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, we, we know you hate our state, but you can come visit. <laughs> I mean, if I can stay on the Kentucky side of the river. <laughs> you always can. There's hotels over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, if Zahn's going to be there, I might have to bring down my uh, now non-canon books and have him sign them. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, they're all non-canon now. Yeah. Even though they're, like, what, his famous uh, series, the Thrawn Thrawn trilogy, he basically rewrote for Disney. (laughs) That was, like, the only thing I read of the extended stuff was the Thrawn series. Oh, man, you're missing out. The the X-Wing series was fantastic. Yeah. I think I decided uh, I have had enough. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh... I've heard the Darth Plagueis book is good. Um, I'm like one chapter in, and I keep trying to read it as I'm going to bed, and I fall asleep before I turn the page. So I'm forever stuck on chapter one. Oh, God, that takes me back to 
high school trying to read Great Expectations. <laughs> Except it wasn't in bed going to sleep, it was in class falling asleep. <laughs> I mean, that seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> I had a math class that I took several times because I kept falling asleep in it. <laughs> Now, now, did he just make you take it over because you fell asleep, or you just didn't learn because you kept falling asleep? Uh, I kept falling asleep, so he never bothered to wake me up. So by the time it was, you know, I was into the end of the class, he was like, "You don't think you're passing, do you?" I was like, <laughs> "Probably not." He's like, "All right, I'll see you next quarter." Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You don't think you're passing, do you? Uh, well, when I'm asleep, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I dream I'm passing every day. In my day. dreams, I do, yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, stupid math classes. Uh. I, I, I say that because uh, in my college days, I, I failed a math class pretty much because it was like at 9 in the morning and even nine in the morning was too early for me. <laughs> uh, my roommate in college had the exact same 9 a.m. Uh, math class as I did. And uh-huh. he's all like, just just go and take notes for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I knew I was in trouble when I sat down to take the final and I looked at it and thought, I have no clue what's even being asked. <laughs> uh, so I'll take yeah. this. I'll retake this class again uh, next quarter, and yeah, I think I ended up getting a, an A in it because I took it at four in the afternoon. Ah, <laughs> oh man, that's getting into prime drinking time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't, I couldn't fail it again, so I had to. Fair point. And when you don't wake up till 10 or 11, you, you can start drinking a little later. Yeah, I, su- I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, aren't you supposed to get out of bed with a beer in hand in college? <laughs> I guess, technically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, that is against the law. Yeah, yeah no, because I was completely not of age to drink. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was just thinking about that the other day like during the pandemic I think I've drank the least amount in my adult life really yeah well I got some bad news for you because a study just recently came out over the course of the pandemic where uh, people were Less likely to date teetotalers than they were, like, raging alcoholics. I'm not a teetotaler, <laughs> but I'm more of a social drinker, and since there was no right. social time. I don't know, man. I just spent more money on really good booze than I knew I wasn't going to have to share with people. I just created a bourbon pyramid scheme <laughs> and got people to send me booze for free. <laughs> See? Perfect. 60% of the time, it works every time. Hey, there is no such thing as bad free bourbon. No, there is not. <laughs> uh, 
Anybody have any uh, interesting things they may have watched or listened to or experienced uh, they would like to share? Let's see. What did I do? I watched. Uh, I watched Loki. I watched. Okay. I've been uh, working through the Clone Wars series since I didn't watch it when it originally came out, much like The Office. Uh, what else have I watched recently? I think that's pretty much it. I've been just trying to keep up on uh, Bad Batch, keep up on the Marvel Cinematic TV Universe stuff, and uh, and the Clone War stuff. Pretty For, pretty boring. <laughs> first off, I'll ask um, as someone else who has not bothered to watch the Clone Wars, is it worth picking up and? watching uh yes so the first i would say the first five episodes were the hardest for me to get through and then after that i really started to get into it it really kind of found its its groove and and really really leaned hard into uh to what it could do really well now do they count the uh, motion picture uh, theatrical release is like couple episodes worth or is that something completely different uh the actual clone wars movie yeah. is uh it basically is what leads into the cartoon series okay yeah because i watched the movie and i didn't particularly care for that <laughs> <laughs> i mean like in comparison to the the sequel stuff that we got, the prequel stuff is not that bad. <laughs> but yeah, I I would say uh, it's definitely worth watching. There's a lot of characters um, that they develop in there that uh, even uh, even Anakin's development in the cartoon series like makes you appreciate more what you see in. Uh, uh, Return of the Sith, or Rise of the Sith, or whichever it is. Revenge. Revenge of the Sith. One of those R words. <laughs> There's another Return and another Rise movie mm-hmm. in the. But yeah, I, I would say it's definitely worth watching. And if you're watching like uh, the Mandalorian and okay. the Book of Boba, uh, Boba Fett, um, and then the eventual Ahsoka series, uh, it's definitely worth a watch. And then so I've that... heard really good things about. Uh, was it? Rebels, um, which is probably the next thing I'll start watching. I've heard a lot of good things about Rebels, and that's like, mm-hmm. a lot of people say Rebels is. If you're going to watch one, watch Rebels over the uh, uh, the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah, yeah. If you're not a huge but... fan of the prequel stuff, I mean, like I said, you might initially have some issues getting into it, but um, like after about five episodes, I was like, oh man, this is this is solid. Solid television. All right, but if I plan on watching the Ahsoka series, because, you know, Rosario Dawson and everything, yeah. I should probably watch the the Clone Wars. Uh, I mean, you watched The Mandalorian and kind of got an idea of what was going on, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're probably not missing anything crucial to the storylines going forward, but um, I just if you're... Know. Right. If you're a completist, if you're a completist like me, it's worth watching. 
I think I used to be a completist. Then they started giving you too much shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, you keep piling stuff on. I think that's yeah. what, when the books started getting like, oh, which book should I read? There's just too many books out there to read. I, I, I'll get none of them then. Yeah, I've got like two or three bookshelves full of the books, and I still there's probably three or four dozen that I still want to get. All right, well, we'll move on from Star Wars talk because <laughs> Brian doesn't know what we're talking about. And huh? what? <laughs> oh, what? Huh? What's that? The War uh, of the Stars? <laughs> yes. But uh, Loki, Brian, you watch Loki? I have not. Oh. I guess we're not talking about that then either. It's <laughs> too bad. It's good. That's my review. It's good. It's, it's, guy it's good, good enough to hook me in, which some of the other yeah. stuff we just talked about wasn't. So right. I'm hooked yep. in to see where it's going, and I think it could end up being really good. Yeah. Yeah, it actually captured me more in that first episode than WandaVision caught me in the first episode. So, and I loved yeah. WandaVision once like it yeah. once it completed the vision, it's like, "Oh, yeah. yeah, that's like that's an awesome like entry into this the series." So, I think this should should end, uh be a nice rounding out of storylines to come. Yeah. Well, at least it fixes like my biggest problem with uh uh, end game. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute! They made a big deal about you can't splinter timelines, and the first thing they do is splinter a timeline. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the things that they talk about in there in in Loki, it's like, oh, okay. I see how they retcon that. That's okay. That's clever. It's like, okay. <laughs> now, if that was their plan all along, then good for them. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, it had to have been. Like, I mean, considering yeah. the movie franchise is like planned out to, like the day that Captain America was gonna say uh, Avengers Assemble. <laughs> hey, why not? Why not plan it out that way? Yeah. Oh, Brian, you got anything that you saw this past week? Uh, yeah, we uh, we finished Mayor of East. Town or East, whatever that was on HBO, huh. the Kate Winslet. Uh, it was actually really good. East Town. For some reason, I said Eastman, East Town, Mayor of East Town, Eastville. Eastview. Yeah, East, uh, East Land. I saw I saw previews for that. It looked interesting. Uh, yeah, it was it was really good. Actually, it it was a uh, like right. It's only seven episodes long. I mean, they're huh. an hour long, but. We uh, we watched it all this weekend. Um, it it was really good. It like hooked you right in from the start. It was a it was a good whodunit. Yeah, oh. Jim Jim was saying great things about it too. So I might have to. And the Philadelphia the Philadelphia Pennsylvania accents are top notch. <laughs> well, I mean, when I saw Kate Winslet was uh, all about the Wawa. I was like, oh man, now I kind of have to check out the show. <laughs> if she knows what's up about Wawa, then uh, yeah, then it might it must be all right. <laughs> Even I'm not sure what's up with Wawa. But... Oh, Wawa's so good. I mean, it's a convenience store. 
It's, yeah, I mean, it is. You gotta experience it. It's an experience. It's, it's well, what I have. Have you, a, have you been to a Sheets? I mean, Sheets is basically the same thing. It's okay, just I mean, good. I've stopped by Sheets to get gas, like, off the expressway yeah. or whatnot. It's essentially the th- same thing as a Wawa, but it's not as good. Like, the food is just terrible at a Sheets. <laughs> but Wawa has good food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's surprisingly good food for what it is. Like, I, the first time somebody introduced me to a Wawa, I was like, you've got to be crazy. You've got to be crazy. Like, this is just a, con- like you said, it's just a convenience store. But then I had, then I partook in the Wawa, and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is probably the greatest, like, truck stop type gas station that has ever existed. <laughs> Okay. Well, that gives Wawa high remarks. Yes. High marks, I should say. I will have to add them to my hot dog bucket list. There you go. <laughs> Next time you're driving across the Pennsylvania Turnpike, you can pull into a Wawa. Yeah. I think what that's like. You got to get about halfway across Pennsylvania before you hit the first Wawa. It's a ways. Yeah, it's a ways. You get mostly sheets before you hit a Wawa. So on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, that's about what, exit six? Something like that, yeah. I just I could not believe how long between exits it was on the Turnpike. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's like we got on and we're like kind of a little low on gas. We're like, ah, oh, we'll just go like to the next stop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then we're driving and driving, driving. and driving. Yep. We have to turn off the the heater because we're like on fumes. We're like, I hope we get to the next stop. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, we made uh, we made the mistake uh, once driving back from a con, taking the the turnpike, and like, oh, it'll be fine. Like we're we're this end of the turnpike. We'll we'll hit a, a stop pretty soon. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> And then, oh, thank God, because uh, after we did fill up and get back on the turnpike, there was a wreck on the other side, oh, and oof. that went on for like 30 miles of traffic because it was 30 miles between exits, so it was uh, backed up 30 yeah. miles. We got oof. off at the exit because we had like motel reservations because we weren't doing a full full night's drive, and right. we, get, we get to the motel, and there's like an hour-long wait at the front desk of everybody to check in. And thank God they held our reservations because when we got up and (laughs) we're like, "Uh, we got reservations, they're like, glad you're here. (laughs) Glad you're here because we were about to make that bank. Yeah. (laughs) It's like everybody who just didn't get a room in front of us is like, what? Oh man, yeah, that's driving across Pennsylvania takes so long. It's surprisingly long. So I don't, I don't blame you for like trying and stopping somewhere along the way. It's almost as long as driving through Ohio. <laughs> well, it's technically longer, but it just feels longer for Ohio <laughs> for you. <laughs> oh yeah. Just even, like, skirting around uh, Lake Erie, it takes way too long. That's too long in Ohio. (laughs) 
Well, that's the Cleveland part of Ohio, so that <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, anybody else have anything else that they uh, want to discuss about any fun things they might have watched or listened to or experienced? Uh, I did also finish the uh, the Mighty Ducks series on Disney. Ooh, how was that? I was pleasantly surprised. Really? I I went in with mild expectations, being a huge fan of the movie franchise, and we, we were pleasantly surprised, and it was enjoyable. Hmm. I may have to give it a shot. That... Just don't go in expecting it to be something better than the movies, or don't just just watch it and just okay. it's fun. What if you weren't a fan of the movies? Um, then you probably wouldn't like it, because okay. <laughs> it's kind of the same stuff. Hmm. It's about hockey and kids, and I mean, compared to say like. Cobra Kai to uh, the the Karate Kid versus this to the Mighty Duck movies. I like Cobra Kai more than I like the Karate Kid movies. Okay. (laughs) But I I would prefer, I mean, if I had a preference, obviously I would stay with the, the movies of the Mighty Ducks only because I grew up with them. And, you know, when I was a kid, they were far more meaningful, you know, Correct. when I watch them as a kid than watching this as an adult. But it was still it was it was a good story and they did it they did it really well and I'm I hope they get a second season because it's set up well to, to do another season. So since you brought that up, did you see that uh Disney's trying to cash in on Turner and Hooch now? With a Turner and Hooch T V series? Oh Lord, I did not see that. Yeah, uh, Josh Josh Peck is going to play uh, Turner. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It's, uh, it's going to be rough. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, you can't I kill the dog keeps... every episode. <laughs> I just want to know who keeps asking for these things. Like, who asked for HBO to do a reboot of Perfect Strangers? <sighs> I think Jason did. I really do. <laughs> I, yeah. I think he asked, and then when they were like, oh, so it's going to be these two people. No! <laughs> no, I wanted it. I actually still wanted it to be Cousin yeah. Larry and Balky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it seems, I mean, that's kind of the way it always goes, though, right? Because it always seems like these reboots of classic things come in, come and go. I mean, we had, what, uh, Starsky and Hutch. They did a movie off oh, the TV yeah. show. Yeah, the Dukes of Hazards where they did the the movie right. off the TV show Shaft with the reboot twice with uh, yeah. Sam Jackson. Well, I guess the second one was supposed to be technically a sequel, but it was long enough that it it let's be honest, it was a reboot. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to it's just hard to have come up with original ideas and with so many people being like, oh well, we've got a you know, none of this whole stuff holds up anymore, so we need to modernize it. I think there's like a big drive just to modernize certain things, just so to keep the keep the franchise alive. The nostalgia. 
Yeah. Or even just keep the licensing for the franchise. Because, I mean, look at how many times Fox made terrible uh, Fantastic Four movies just to (laughs) keep the licensing. Good point. Yeah. Every so often you got to make one just so you don't lose it. Can keep making them. Right. And I suppose as long as you make it, you don't actually even have to release it. I mean, I guess (laughs) not. Yeah. I'm trying to. There was some television show that they did that to. Now I can't remember what it was. A buddy of mine was telling me, read up on it, where they went ahead and made an entire season of a show that they knew they had no uh, intention to ever release. But was they it wanted Mouse to hold... Guard? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm going to have to find out what that was. Uh... Was it season two of Firefly? Oh, that hurts. Ow. Just stay up right between the shoulder blades on that one. (laughs) I'm just going to, you know, start thinking that, you know, they were going to screw up season two, so one season of it is perfect. Yeah. Like, season two was going to be like season two of Heroes, and they were going to screw it all up. So... (laughs) But Fair now enough. Disney's bringing that back now too. Apparently, the House of Mouse needs to keep uh, needs to keep those dough that dough run rolling in. Yeah, they do. They can only get so much money from Doug and at Disney World. Yeah, <laughs> you can only you can only mortgage your house so many times. <laughs> oh. It looks like there is no Twitter poll of the week this week. Really? I'll blame Jason on that since he's in charge of the official uh, History of Bad Ideas Twitter account. I'll allow it. Jason's slipping, man. I know. So, Dev, is there anything you want to push? Any uh, podcasts you are on that you uh, want to throw out to the Hobie listeners who might not be familiar with real history podcasts? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm on uh, a little show called Shot of History. We're on a, we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now. We had uh, one of the hosts. Uh, he suddenly passed away. Um, oh, so I'm we, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, had a it's had a massive heart attack and uh, just out of the blue. So we're uh, we're on a little bit of hiatus. We're trying to get every get everybody back together, uh, record some episodes. Um, but yeah, a shot of history at shot of history on Twitter. But I think everybody's forgot the login for that. So just find find me Podman Big Dev. Um, that's the easiest way to find the show. All right. Now, if someone's going back to listen, is there one or two episodes that you say are must-listen-to episodes? Oh, I mean, it really depends on what you're going back and listening to. Like, for pure hilarity, I would go back and listen to the Peter Freuchen episode, uh, which was about, if you're not familiar with Peter Freuchen, uh, he basically saved his own life by fashioning a shiv out of his own frozen uh, fecal matter. Uh, okay, yeah. I was not familiar with that. 
Yep. Um, if you are uh, curious about the history of Detroit, we have a two-part series on just street names in Detroit. Uh, one of our hosts is a is a big uh, Detroit history buff. Um, and then I did a series on bourbon at one point in time. So, yeah, I mean it's yeah. There's a we uh you know we're kind of like. Uh, drunk history, um, but we're a little bit more like here's just enough of a taste of some of this craziness um, to get you interested enough to go and do a lot, you know, dig a little bit deeper. Nice. Interesting. And usually the shows run about 30 to 45 minutes. So nice, nice bite sized things, not these. Yeah. And disgustingly long shows we put together. Yeah, yeah none of those six-hour epics that uh, <laughs> George uh, George Carlin puts together for uh, his hardcore history. George Carlin. Um, uh, his last name's Carlin. I'm blanking on oh, his first okay. name. George is the first one that came to <laughs> came to mind. Hold on, I, I've got it up on. On Stitcher, I can tell you right now which one it is. Uh, I'm familiar with hardcore history, but I didn't think that was George Carlin. Uh, Dan Carlin. That's what it is. Dan Carlin. I was way off. <laughs> Only halfway wrong. Yeah. But, yeah, so Shot of History. Um, you can find us on Podcast Detroit. Yeah, Podcast Detroit, and uh, on Stitcher and iTunes and all those places, fine podcasts can be found. <laughs> Excellent. Brian, did you want to read listener feedback? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. It's not enough. Oh. time for just the rest the regular listener feedback <laughs> there's no bombs gonna be dropped there's no sponsors this week this is just a plain old listener feedback we're gonna start it off with that one guy doug can't give yourself a nickname a pants number Dad. one fan seven <laughs> doug he says, Dick Van Dyke is 95 years old. Why did it take him until just this year to be a Kennedy Center honoree? Merle Haggard, LL Cool J, Sting, and Herbie Hancock were all honored before him. Well, they all sing better than he does. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. I mean, I heard Dick Van Dyke do a Cockney accent. That would keep him out for a while, I think. <laughs> I missed the episode or the year where the Kennedy Center honored the uh, Sting the Wrestler. When did that happen? I missed that. <laughs> he's up there. He's like one of my two favorites of all time. And I feel like I would have seen that. I think it was the year after he became the Crow. Yeah. I mean that makes sense. They should have not, they should have honored him for that. Yeah, yeah. Surfer Sting was way was uh was better to honor for the Kennedy Awards. 
<laughs> Surfer Sting was incredible. I grew up with Surfer Sting. Love that guy. <laughs> and to be honest, I, I mean, I feel like they're just honoring him probably because he's going to die soon. Kind of like when they gave Leo the Oscar. Like, you know, we, we should probably throw him a bone now. <laughs> he's been nominated five know. times already. Let's just give it to him. Yeah. Like, what I mean, does it even take to be a Kennedy Center honoree? Pretty much I thought it was longevity, but, yeah. Uh, um, I really don't know. I do know that Garth Brooks got nominated this year, or honored this year, but... Well, I mean, he's a national treasure. Yes, he is. He did wear that Bernie shirt. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, wrong Sanders. Yeah. Was it Sanders 20 or something? Yeah, it, it was, was Barry uh, Sanders was, number. Yeah, Barry <laughs> Sanders. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was... oh people. <laughs> Everybody so... at the concert knew what it went. <laughs> it says that it's an honor given to those in the performing arts for their lifetime of contributions to American culture. Performing. So they got to be performing arts. Okay. Mm. So the winners this year were Garth Brooks, Debbie Allen, Midori Goto. That's the violin player. Mm-hmm. Joan Baez and Dick Van Dyke. Hmm. I'm actually a little surprised that Joan Baez wasn't already previously honored because I know she gets a lot of uh, loving from that generation. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Well, hopefully that answered your question, Doug. The Cockney accent's why it took so long, Doug. Yes. <laughs> All right, next we have from Sir Reggie Scumbottom at Dirtbag 9864230. He says, or would like to know, which superhero has the biggest dick and which female gets around? Well, for the biggest dick, I've got two ways you can go with that <laughs> you know right. i figure just the hulk has big everything so i would assume you know it would uh translate to <laughs> it's the only thing that didn't take the game away first. <laughs> i mean you got the hulk hands so yeah <laughs> and then the other thought would be Mr. Fantastic can stretch any part of his body that he wants to. I suppose he can make it as large as it needs to be. Yeah, I guess. I guess the, what's the requirements here? Are we just talking overall length? Are we talking girth? Are we talking combination? <laughs> I would think combination. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Uh, what do you got, Brian? Um, I'll say Ant Man. 
When Ooh, he that's... is Ant Man, or because he turns to Giant Man, because he can grow real large. Goliath, yeah. When he yeah. becomes a Goliath, yeah. That's that's a that's a good one. Apache Chief. <laughs> there you go, winner. <laughs> uh, the definitely to... Apache Chief. <laughs> The, the This is our 1975 attempt to not be racist, so we'll be very racist, and here we go. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, How did that ever but, pass the censors? But we did give him the biggest dick. <laughs> uh, uh, what uh, about females? What female, quote unquote, gets around? Gets around. I mean, I feel like Poison Ivy's got to be up there. I was thinking Harley Quinn because that's how they paint her. Like when when she's not pining over Joker, she's to say she spends mo- she spent most of her time with Joker. So, but then I saw the Birds of Prey yeah. and. Yeah, I, I gotta. I think I gotta go with Poison Ivy. I'm trying to think if there's anybody from Marvel that jumps out. No, oh, they're all good God, uh, God fearing Christian women over there. <laughs> well, we know apparently heroes <laughs> won't go down on people. Uh, yes. Uh, According to yes. DC. Well, I just heard that today. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, oh, that's a big conference. Just yeah. tweeted us that uh, yeah. just this afternoon. Yeah. I, I saw something like earlier that was, I suppose, like a meme alluding to it, and I had no clue what they were alluding <laughs> to. And then I read the story a couple hours later. I'm like, oh, now yeah. I get it. Yes. DC is not a fan of cunning linguists. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the only one that really jumps out at me is uh, is maybe is either uh, Poison Ivy, maybe Typhoid Mary, if you wanted to get a, a DC character or a Marvel character in there, because she gets around just because she like is a walking disease. <laughs> Oh, um, I suppose if you want to go to a very short-lived, very not thought of, uh, in the X-Men, they had Stacy X, who mm. was there for, I don't know, three episodes, but she's, her backstory is she was a prostitute. Oh, there we go. Who used her pheromones to control people, and... Then I suppose after like a couple issues, they thought this isn't going over that well. Let's just drop it. Hmm. So what male superhero gets around? Oh, Elastic Man for sure. <laughs> like it, it, there's no question on that one. Like he's a, a known philanderer. <laughs> 
And I suppose with his power, he can also have the biggest stick. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go, Sir Reggie Scumbottom. <laughs> All right, we're going to follow that up with uh, Brent at Home Video Hustle. Uh, he says, who is the absolute dumbest comic book character? Well, I'm trying That's to think, tough. I'm trying to think, is he asking like someone who has like the lowest mental capacity or just a character who is just so ridiculously, you know, goofy and inept? Uh, I'm thinking goofy and inept. <laughs> then my answer for that is going to always be arm fall off boy <laughs> from the not, legion of superheroes not uh not swarm which was uh, a swarm of uh genetically modified bees that it absorbed the uh soul of a nazi scientist <laughs> or the wall which was a college kid that was uh putting together a wall with some secret mortar and the wall fell on him and he became a brick wall. Okay. That's pretty dumb. Or, I'll give you that. Yeah. One. <laughs> or, uh, or leather boy. Well, now what leather boy sounds perfectly all right to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I think I gotta go. I gotta go wall. And he's, he's part of the, uh, Spider-Man rose gallery. So he, you want, just is a brick wall once the wall landed on him. He is so, he is just a brick wall. So he can't and move. And Spider Man. Oh, he's got legs. He's, oh, so he's okay. a brick with legs. Um, <laughs> Spider Man defeated him by taking him to a park and and discussing life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. That so wall. Wall you has see my your future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Wall definitely has my vote. Uh, only because I, I'm not really huge into comic books. I'm going to go to Google, and I'm going to say, according to searching this, the number one uh, character that I'm finding is Bouncing Boy from DC. <laughs> Bouncing, Bouncing Boy is a good one. That's a, that's a strong contender. Leather Boy is number two on most lists. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, Wall, who was just uh, as strong and as uh, as strong as a brick wall, and as smart as a brick wall. So that probably answers yeah. both parts of how you can take the right. I mean, he was a college student, so he had some smarts before he became Wall. Wall. <laughs> All right, moving on from Steve at EILFM. Everything I learned from movies. He would like to know what is the best James Bond theme song and also the worst. For the best, I'm going to go out and show my... Gen X 80s roots and pick Duran Duran's A View to a Kill. 
I agree. Um, I will say not having seen maybe one or two James Bond movies ever, uh, <laughs> only because I liked the song, uh, you know, my name by Chris Cornell. I did like that song. Worst, worst, I'm going to go ahead and say Thunderball. Because it sounds <laughs> like they were just trying to do an exact copy of Goldfinger. And it failed. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to go uh, uh, Die Another Day because it's by Madonna and I absolutely <laughs> cannot stand Madonna. Strong argument. <laughs> I hate, see nothing wrong with that pick. Oh, uh, yeah. I I can't argue with that. <laughs> Madonna it is. Um. All right, All so right. Duran Duran has the best, Madonna has the worst. It's agreed upon. <laughs> uh, so I have a strict rule. I do not uh, read our current guests' listener feedback. I make them read it themselves. Uh, okay, so for me, uh, how do you know you exist? Because Rene Descartes told me. I uh I don't have an answer for this one. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to have to answer it myself. Uh, uh, it's it's impossible to know you exist because all of your experiences are from your point of view. So how do you know your point of view isn't skewed and you are just imagining everyone saying you exist? But I think, therefore, therefore I, I am. am. It's the best I got. <laughs> um, they keep calling me on Skype every week, so I feel like if I didn't exist, I wouldn't be answering my, the calls yeah. for this podcast. And someone uh, in India is always calling you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> I don't even have a car! Oh, wait. <laughs> Uh, have you seen the memes floating around with the cicada on the window that says, can I talk to you about your car's extended warranty? Thankfully, the cicadas are on their way out. Yeah. I, I, you're not experiencing them up there, are you? Cicada season? Uh, uh, I haven't heard any. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're not around because I did hear someone say they took a walk where like they could like pick up handfuls of, uh, cicada nymph carcasses. So out by me, I haven't experienced them, but that doesn't mean that they're not around. Okay. Cause yeah, last week they were like incredibly loud. Like they were drowning out the television and shit like that. Yeah. But now the they're starting to to wane away, so 
And they are the dumbest creatures in the world. <laughs> like, they have zero self-preservation tendencies. Everything is based on the number that they can produce. <laughs> yep. But then again, I don't know, the mayfly is a strong contender because it has no mouth parts to eat. It literally is just born to <laughs> screw and make babies. Okay. So it might be even dumber than the cicada. Has there any been any uh, comic book characters based off that? <laughs> <laughs> the I'm mayfly. sure there has. That would be a great comic book character. The Mayfly versus the Cicada Gang. Because you can't have just one Cicada because right. it's just sheer numbers is the only reason. <laughs> All right. We will finish this up with Professor Number One at Doctor Number One. Even though I don't want to read this question. <laughs> Since Jason is out this week, can Jeff do a takeover as host of I'm Megan on this episode? Nope. No, I cannot. Please, please spare us. We, I, I asked him and he said no. So that is the worst part of my week every week that it's done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a, it's a strong contender for the <laughs> Strong, strong contender for down of the week. <laughs> you got to give Jason credit, though. He gives it his all. Yeah, he commits. He commits to the part. Yep. The only reason I can say that, and I will say that, is because I know he's not going to listen to this and hear me <laughs> say that. <laughs> well, well, Jim can confer that he gives it his all because last week he actually hit Jim when doing the... <laughs> <laughs> That's assault, brother. I know. If Jim wanted to press charges, he's got witnesses. <laughs> but I don't know. I think Jason might be able to to get out of it just by saying, "But I was doing my Megan impersonation." <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> then he would just be arrested for doing that. Skit. <laughs> Uh, oh, public we... nuisance is what he'd get arrested for. Yeah. If Apple finds out uh, that we actually have those, we'd be kicked off of iTunes immediately. <laughs> All right. Yes, right, so it's time for news of the geek. I suppose I can start reading something here. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe I should have looked over this before I decided to read it. But uh, from the per the Cape Cod Times in Provincetown last week, veteran lobster dival dival. God, I'm taking dival. over for Jason right away. Lobster Whoa. diver Michael. Packard entered the water for his second dive of the day. His vessel was off Herring Cove Beach and surrounded by a fleet of boats catching striped bass. Licensed commercial lobster divers usually pluck lobsters off the sandy bottom. As Packard, 56, 
dove down Friday morning, he saw schools of sand lances and stripers swimming by. Almost said strippers. (laughs) (laughs) The ocean food chain was in full evidence, but about 10 feet from the bottom, Packard suddenly knew what it was truly like to be part of that chain. In something truly biblical, Packard was swallowed whole by a humpback whale. All of a sudden, uh, damn phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All of a sudden, I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew, it was completely black, Packard recalled Friday afternoon, following his release from Cape Cod Hospital in Hyannis. I can sense I was moving. I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles in his mouth. Initially, Packard thought he was inside a great white shark, but couldn't feel any teeth, and he hadn't suffered any obvious wounds. It quickly dawned on him he had been swallowed by a whale. I was completely inside. It was completely black, Packard said. I thought to myself... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is definitely a, that's what she said moment. (laughs) There's no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. All I could think of was my boys. They're 12 and 15 years old. Outfitted with scuba gear, he struggled, and the whale began shaking its head so that Packard could tell he didn't like it. He estimated he was in the whale for 30 to 40 seconds before the whale finally surfaced. I saw light as he started throwing his head side to side. The next thing I knew, I was outside in the water, said Packard, who lives in Wellfleet. (laughs) That's the perfect time to throw in exactly where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through. Oh, by the way, he lives yeah. in Wellfleet. Uh, Packard's sister, Cynthia, spoke with the crewman, Josiah Mayo, who relayed some of the details to her. Packard said Mayo saw the whale burst the surface, and he initially thought it was a great white shark. I keep thinking whales look like sharks here. A humpback whale looks nothing like a great white <laughs> shark. I'm concerned for these fishermen. <laughs> All these shark sightings they've been seeing makes me yeah. think they're not. There was all this action at the top of the water, Packard said Mayo told her, and then the whale flung her brother back into the sea. Mayo picked him up, called the radio to shore, and sped back to the Provincetown Pier. A Provincetown Fire Department ambulance took him to Cape Cod Hospital. Based on what was described, this would have been a mistake and an accident on the part of the humpback, said Juke Robbins, director of humpback whale studies at the Center for Coastal Studies in Provincetown. So glad there's a director of humpback whale studies. (laughs) His name is Juke. Yeah. Humpbacks are not aggressive animals, particularly towards humans, he said. The humpback was described by Mayo as being medium-sized, Michael Packard said. And Robin suspects it was a juvenile feeding on sand lance. When a humpback opens its mouth to feed, it billows out like a parachute, blocking the animal's forward vision, which is why so many entangled in fishing gear in... I screwed that up. Why so many be ta- become entangled in fishing gear in their mouth and jaws? I'm well, worried that Jason's going to say, "See, it's not that easy." But he's not going to listen. So. He's not going to. Re- he's not going to listen anyway. I mean, come on. He would have started off by uh, per the uh, copy cooed times. Even so, incidents of feeding humpbacks, injuring swimmers and divers, especially instances of swallowing them, are so exceedingly rare as to be non-existent. Uh, 
the esophagus. Oh, okay. The esophagus on the non-toothed whales. It feels like that should be a hyphen in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Is too small to actually swallow a human, but they could wrap their mouth around large objects and spit it out. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike toothed whales such as orcas, baleen whales filter out small schooling fish and do not... Ah, Baleen whales that filter out small schooling fish do not explore or cause injuries with their mouths. I've learned more about whales today than I ever have. Yeah. So you must not have had any kind of injury because they didn't allude to it. Yeah, like, I, I went to the I hospital, did, but... Yeah, I did see pictures of him hooked up to uh, like a EK, AKG, <laughs> like checking him all over, making sure he was okay, but yeah... I mean, this is this is pretty bizarre. Like one in a million chance. Good thing it wasn't a sperm whale. <laughs> That's well, what she I mean, said. He wasn't, yeah, it was he was completely inside and <laughs> it was completely black. Oh, <laughs> uh, and they were chased, and he was being chased by strippers. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. That like shit like that happens it's even more crazy that the first thought is i'm being ate by a great white shark like how many how many people like get swallowed Swallowed whole whole. yeah great white shark you would be torn to shreds before you're being swallowed by a great white shark yeah oh and then the people then is like crewmates on the boat like i thought it was a great white shark it's like i mean I've never been to the ocean. I've never seen a uh, a humpback whale up close, but I've seen enough pictures to know. That, like if I saw a humpback whale, I'd know it was a humpback whale. At least you would know if it's not a shark. Right. Yeah, that's that's. The gigantic fin would give it away for me. <laughs> right. Not being there, like coming up out of the water. Right. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I'm glad the guy's okay. Yes, that's the important part. Right. What a crazy story, though. Like, uh, yeah. Now I got to read this next story. You're welcome. <laughs> Are you the one who forwarded this one? I am. I can uh, read it if you'd like. Yes, please do. <laughs> All right. Per variety, it's more than just a bathroom break. Production on NBC's Ultimate Slip and Slide competition series has come to a stall due to an outbreak of giardiasis, a disease spread from the microscopic giardia parasite. Up to 40 crew members on set succumbed with a production source reporting that people had awful explosive diarrhea and were forced to run into porta potties while some even collapsed, according to the rap. The ultimate slip and slide was announced in May as a post-Olympics 10-part series centered around the, the backyard playset from the Whammo company in which a sprinkler or hose squirts on a rubber mat that people glide upon. The show's hosts were set to be SNL's Bobby Moynihan and comedian Ron Funches. Funches is seen in Blackish and Drunk History and voices King Shark on Harley Quinn. Uh, Both hosts are reportedly unaffected by the explosive diarrhea. (laughs) 
In an earlier announcement, NBC said the competition would involve pairing pairs of siblings, best friends, couples, and co-workers competing in multiple rounds of games, including human pong, body bowling, cornhole. Come on. Really? <laughs> of course cornhole's in there. And uh, bocce fall. The two teams that make it to the final challenge will take on the big slipper, <laughs> a multi-part slide meant for the uh, only the bravest and boldest players as it determines who will earn the title of slip and slide champion and take home the cash prize. Oh, there's so much to digest in this. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't even get to digest it because <laughs> it's just going straight through. It. Like you couldn't even digest it. Okay. Yeah, well, I admit that's yeah, not for... as bad as I thought it was going to be. I refused to read the story when it first came out because I'm like, they're going to be talking about diarrhea on a slip and slide. That's exactly what I thought. It was like the contestants got uh, yeah. explosive diarrhea, and there's just like shit everywhere. I mean, I... oh, the irony. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad Ron uh, Ron Funches didn't get sick. He's a, you know, he's a he's a gem. I did see him tweet something out about it. No, I can't remember. It was something that made me laugh, but pretty pretty much saying he was okay. <laughs> right. <sighs> I, I really am curious as to like what caused this uh, outbreak of uh, uh, Giardia on on set and like what people were doing that particularly the production people were getting the, uh, getting the disease. It had to have been like craft services or something. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Probably, like yeah. sushi or something terrible. Like some yes. sort of... something that shouldn't have been out in the, in the sun. <laughs> Michael Scott's uh, potato salad. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say go. gas station sushi, but... Yeah. Gas station uh, sushi. Sushi. I guess, I guess the, the other thing here is, like, who thought it was a good idea to make this a post-Olympics series? <laughs> yeah, after like, the Olympics, we want to see giant right. slip and slides. Yeah. Like, look at all these, like, chiseled, like, top-of-their-game athletes. Now let's go to, you know, Becky and Bobby from Omaha as they <laughs> slide down a slip and slide. That oh, That's so weird. I, I, I guess, you know, it can't be any worse than the Battleship movie. Uh, at least this was a competition. <laughs> but, um, so my question is, is like that all of the rounds of games, they have like human pong, body bowling and bocce fall. So, but then they just like throw cornhole in there. Like you're like, you're like beating each other up or like trying to like whatever, bowl over your sibling or your brother or your mom or whatever. And then they're just like, all right, just throw this little bean back through the hole and then you can move on. <laughs> I have a feeling it's more complicated than that. Maybe, maybe you had to try and slide into a big hole instead of throwing yeah. a bag or I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing it was uh it was involved some sort of slipping uh slip and slide into the cornhole. That's what she said. But I'm guessing the people who <laughs> who are into the your oh, what is that 
mini golf show that Jason and his kids like. Oh, yeah, with uh, oh, Riggle, Rob Riggle, I think is. Yeah, Rob Riggle. Yeah, I've watched a couple episodes of it. It's not, it's not an excruciating watch, but it's not great either. I mean, between that and I suppose the new seasons of uh, the show with the big balls, uh, Wipeout. Wipeout. Thank you. Yeah. Like all those hosting. So. Yeah, that's terrible. I haven't, uh, I haven't watched that yet. But can you actually see him? <laughs> well, no, you just know it's there. You you can see him before he does that. Oh. And then he'll do this, and then you can't see him. <laughs> that's how they cut to commercial. Just John going like this. <laughs> Uh, oh. Speaking of cutting to commercial, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I suppose we can move on to our box office report because the United States box office is getting back on track, fellas. Back, baby. Uh, I don't know with these numbers. I don't know about being back on track. There's definitely a. <laughs> there's definitely people going back to the theaters. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's a track of some sort. Yeah. But finishing at number one, A Quiet Place Part Two made eleven point six million, a total of a hundred and nine million on a budget of fifty five million dollars. Over a hundred million dollars, first movie since the pandemic that uh, that got that high. And so, it only took two weeks, right? Uh, I think it was its second week, yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that. Um in the Heights comes in at number two, making $11.4 million in its opening weekend on a $55 million budget. Now, I know a lot of places are saying this is a bomb, and they were expecting a lot more from this. Mm-hmm. How and many people have HBO Max, though? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. They're, they're saying right. HBO Max isn't the reason that In the Heights bombed. Is hmm. what I, But I'm like, eh? I don't know. Or maybe the people that want to see In the Heights have no problem staying at home to watch it versus having to go to the theater. That's probably more likely. Uh, hmm. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, made 10.5 in its opening weekend on a $45 million budget. That's way too much money for that movie to have made on its opening weekend. Uh, kids' movies can't. Yeah, they they can't sell. Yeah, the first one wasn't that good. The well, first one was well. I didn't see it, so I can't say specifically. The ads to the first one were so terrible, I couldn't believe that they yeah. did enough to make a second one. <laughs> oh. Uh. Desperation, that's what that is. <laughs> and that's uh, that's James Corden, too, doing the voice, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I think a lot of people think he's worn out his welcome. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if that one makes its budget back. I, I doubt it. Oh, kids' movies last a long time. Yeah. Just ask Raya in The Last Dragon. <laughs> Uh, number four this week 
the conjuring colon the devil made me do it made 10 million a total of 44 million on a budget of 39 million so the horror movies are raking in the money good for them i mean that's right along within the heights and both of those were released on hbo max the same day so mm-hmm. yeah so in the heights probably will make its money back they were released on the same day they were both released last week, I'm pretty sure. Because I got The Conjuring making $10 million this week, but a total of $44 million? Well, I don't or know. are you saying they were they were released in theaters the same day that they were released on HBO Max? Or are you, are you assuming uh, they were released on the same day? I'm pretty sure they were both released on HBO Max the same oh, week. Okay. Mm. That could be, but, yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll make the intern look into it. <laughs> I'm on it. Uh, number five, finishing out the top five, not Raya and the Last Dragon, but Cruella made $6.7 million, a total of $56 million on a $200 million budget. That movie glorifying uh, dev- the devil, Satan, and all those Christian parents up in arms about how it's, uh, yeah, you know, typical Christian parent things. I, uh, I so, sit corrected. So, so, okay. Conjuring came out on the 4th, and the Heights was the 11th. So they were, they were a, a week, week apart. apart. Conjuring was a week earlier, okay. Well, they have $44 million in two weeks. The, the Heights ain't going to make $44 million in two weeks. There, It's possible, depending on what the word of mouth is. It's possible. I've heard again, good things about yeah. it, but I I also think the, the people who go to see horror movies, there seem to be a lot more of them that want to go see musicals based off of Broadway. Mm-hmm. But if it is wow. the guy who did Hamilton, yeah, I would be interested to see what the stream, like how many streams it had. That would be interesting. I don't know where they give that information. Let me ask the Google. I know Netflix doesn't give that information, but I don't know about HBO. I gotta, I gotta figure that HBO's figuring in how, how a movie's doing against its budget, based on how many streams it's getting. I mean, they've got to be doing some calculation there somehow. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. For for long term viability, I hope so. Right. Well, what after? So after this year, they're supposed to stop doing the the same day. Oh yeah. So. But I mean, it'll probably. What I hear, like, I think it was Disney. They said they were like looking for about a a month. From oh theater to uh, to, release to streaming release. Streaming. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, there's not many movies mm-hmm. that stay in a theater for over a month that are still making money. Yeah. You know, they're, they may be like one or two showings a day 
if you're lucky, or maybe yeah. two showings on a Saturday, and that's about it. So I do hope, though, for the theater's sake, that there's a new because uh, the longer a movie is out, the more of that the theater gets. Theater right. doesn't get much opening week, even though that's you know the biggest. So like if it's been out for a month, the theater recoups most of the ticket yeah. price, I think, or at least a higher percentage of the ticket price. But if now they're saying, oh well, people can stream it now for free, so they ain't even gonna come to your theater. I don't know. I, yeah. I hope they can at least the theater get at least a little bit on the uh, early end. Because personally, I like going to theaters and watching things on the big screen and whatnot. I yeah. hate to see that disappear. I think you'll see, uh, long term, I think you're going to see more big, big budget movies in theaters. And all your little, your little movies, little low budget things are going to be like straight to on demand and art house type theaters where they know they're not going to make a whole lot of money. But we'll see. And I think you're right. So there is a third-party streaming statistic organization out there called Samba TV. So yesterday, uh, they reported that 693,000 U.S. households watched In the Heights in their live Three day plus three, uh, three day window. Oh, what was that number again? Six hundred and ninety three thousand. That's about what I mean, six million. If you turn those into tickets, six seven million extra dollars. Well, th- that's if. There's only one person watching each stream. Usually, it's you probably, I guess, can assume more than one person is watching a a stream. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, it all depends on what uh, number you're using for uh, cost of a ticket. Yeah, I was just you, guessing around ten ish, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's between six and seven million, probably. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, upcoming on the high end. On, oh, I was gonna say on nope. the high end in the bigger markets. Um, if yeah. you if it was all big market streams, uh, so like yeah. where the ticket's gonna average about twenty bucks, closer to twenty bucks, that'd be a, a, like thirteen million. So it'd be a fair chunk of change. Or there's those who just go to those matinees or whatnot and pay their $7 matinee price. Okay. <laughs> matinees are nice because there's nobody there. Exactly. Or $6 Tuesdays. Yeah, there you go. I hope they bring those back. <laughs> Me too. For a while there, I was before we would record, I'd say, hey, what movie can I watch between work and recording on Tuesday? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but upcoming June eighteenth of twenty twenty one, we have the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Yay! So this is the sequel to the Hitman's Bodyguard. 
So now his uh, wife has a bodyguard of her own, huh? Same bodyguard. Same bodyguard. Oh, same bodyguard. <laughs> oh. Uh, the, the trailer that I saw for it, it didn't look too bad. I mean, it's got some Hayek in it, so, I mean, that's a plus. And Ryan that's, Reynolds. It's got a really good cast, actually. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, Salma Hayek, Samuel Jackson, Gary Oldman, Morgan Freeman, Antonio Banderas, Tom Hopper, Frank Grillo, my guy oh, Frank's in it. Your guy in. Oh. oh, Jason's never going to see this movie. <laughs> Jason's <laughs> making fun guy. of it as we speak, I think. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if I'm ready to go back to the theater. I might wait for this one to, uh, or find it somewhere on streaming and watch it. I will be making my triumphant return to the theaters on Jan, uh, June 25th. What's coming out June 25th? Nine times fast, nine times furious, sir. <laughs> F9. Oh. oh, yeah, that gem. Well, F9 to you, I mean. <laughs> I've seen all but one in the theater so which one didn't you see in the theater tokyo drift that's the only one i've watched oh, oh wow <laughs> i saw the first two and then stopped that the third one came out and i thought uh the second one was pretty bad i don't think i want to go to the third one <laughs> Although, yeah, since the, nobody in the third one was in the second one, it might have been better. I enjoyed it for what it was. It it appealed to me. That's the only reason I watched it. It's like, oh, I like drifting. At the, at the time it came out, it's like, oh, I like drifting, and that was kind of the thing that I liked at the time. It's like, oh, I'll check this out. It was fun. It was fun, but, uh, yeah, I haven't watched any of the other ones. No interest in watching the other ones whatsoever. Excellent. So, everybody actually ready to move along to our top five? Yeah. yeah. What what is uh what is our top five this week? What, what you suggested? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> top, top five Richards. Ooh, this is gonna be a good one. <laughs> There's someone saying, like, "Ooh, I like that, Richard." <laughs> But does that Richard make my list? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Dev, you are the guest. Would you like to give your number five Richard first? Uh, yeah. So my number five Richard is Richard Dick Sweat, uh, the former Democratic representative for New Hampshire and ambassador to Denmark. <laughs> Dick Sweat. Nice. Yes. <laughs> yep. His uh his campaigns his campaign signs actually said Dick Sweat on them. <laughs> Man, <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He knew. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, he knew what he was doing. That's my number five, Dick Sweat. <laughs> well, my number five, and I'm throwing this out as a nod to my brother, is Richard Cranium. The name of the softball team that he uh, played on uh, in the local uh, uh, Metro tournament. Uh, 
Mm. He played for the Richard Craney, um, I suppose with an S at the end. Because <laughs> they were a bunch of dickheads. But Nice. Classic. All right. Uh, my number five would be the principal of Shermer High, Richard Vernon. Oh, I forgot about Dick Vernon. Nice. Good pick. Yeah. Then we will follow that up with Richard Ricky Bobby. I just want to go fast. <laughs> <laughs> was his name really Richard? Because I think Ricky Bobby was probably his given name. <laughs> Richard Robert? <laughs> um, oh yeah coming back to me um, I'm going to go with mainly because I enjoyed the movie about the guy I really didn't know much about the guy well other than you know what was happened at the time but I will go with Richard Jewell the, based on the movie, you know, that uh, stars Paul Walter Hauser as said Mr. Richard Jewell. But hmm. uh, I remember watching the Olympics and then the bombing, and I remember that guy seemed to be getting the shaft right off the bat from the, the media. And then when it turned out mm-hmm. he was really getting the shaft from the media, that you just felt real bad for the guy. Yeah. And then I watched the movie, and I felt even worse. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, the Netflix I did not. series that they did on it? I did not see that one. I highly recommend it. Uh, if you like the movie, and the only reason I say that is because it touches on, like, it's it's part of, like, them investigating Richard Jewell, but it's also them, like, actually figuring out who did it. So they, yeah. like, deep, there's, like, way more of a story to it than the movie, which I understand, but... It's um, more the story of the, you know, everything going on, not just from the... Not Richard just the, the specific Richard Jewell story, yeah. Okay. It was really good. Yeah, let's check that out. Uh, my number four is Richard Earl Shiner, uh, also known as Dick Shiner, the former NFL quarterback. <laughs> I believe he played for Pittsburgh Steelers at one point um, and the Redskins. Uh, so, yeah, so Dick Shiner is my number four. Uh, my number three is Dr. Richard Chop, also known as Dr. Dick Chop. He is a urologist in Austin, Texas. <laughs> oh, that, that can't be true. <laughs> yep. He even has uh, shirts about uh, getting chopped by Dr. Doctor uh, Richard Chop. <laughs> Sorry. They'd say, they say there's not a perfect name for someone in the urology field. They're and then wrong. along comes Richard Chop. Uh, my number three, I picked Richard Burke. Tom Selleck's character from Friends. Nice. That was one of my honorable mentions. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's see here. We're going to go number three for me. 
I'm going to go uh, Wild Thing Richard Vaughn from the Major Ooh, League. Ricky Vaughn. Nice. I think and, it's been uh, like three weeks since I've watched that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, it was on, when was that? It was on about a month ago, and I caught like the last half of it. Yeah, if it's on, you got to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Shawshank movie. It's a Shawshank movie, yep. for sure. All right, uh, then I'm going to follow that up. Number two, I'm going to go with uh, the Apocalypse's favorite, Richard Rick Grimes. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get into him. He's not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> which, which specifically, Rich, uh, Rick Grimes, the uh, TV show or the comic series? Yeah, Andrew they're pretty, Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're they're different, but yeah, I like I like Andy Lincoln. He's dreamy. <laughs> Or at least he was in uh, that Christmas movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what is the name of that? Is my uh, my wife's going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> shit. Um, Love Actually. Love Actually. Jesus. <sighs> uh, that was your number two? That was my number two. Uh, my number two, Richard, is the original Shaft himself, Richard Roundtree. Nice. Nice pull. Uh, my number two is uh, Richard Marin, also known as Cheech. Ah, good one. Yeah. Uh, and my number one... Uh, is the uh, Richard to end all Richards. Uh, it is Richard Leroy Trickle, a.k.a. Dick, Dick Trickle, Trickle. The 1989 NASCAR Rookie of the Year. Uh, that is the best name ever. For yeah. the, Good for old an Dick athlete. Trickle. Uh, my number one, Richard, is, come on, sweating to the oldies, Richard Simmons. Deal a meal, people. Deal a meal. Yeah. He almost made my honorable mention. <laughs> almost made an honorable mention. <laughs> Although right. I do not approve of the people who were his handlers in the last couple of years. They are evil, oh, evil people. Yeah. All right, number one for me, Colonel Troutman himself, Richard Crenna from Rambo. That's a good one. If I thought of him, I I would have known he would be your number one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anybody have honorable mention? Uh, yeah, I have, uh, Richard Clark or Dick Clark, uh, Richard Dawkins, uh, Richard Aote, Richard Attenborough, and, uh, Richard the Lionheart. That's your favorite Richard King? Yep. Uh, uh, go ahead, Jeff. I would say honorable mentions. I had only because I share a birthday with the gentleman, uh, Richard Gear. 
not not, not, not the exact but... day, the same date I was born twenty some odd years later, but right. And I also had in the line of most of Dev's list. Um, I never met this person, but he was a customer of the place I work, and his name was his form is hung up in a place of honor in our in my work. A uh, guy by the name of Richard Hiscock. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is that is awesome. <laughs> That's great. In my so place of honor, place of honor. I mean, in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> oh, that is so unfortunate. Oh, it no. is. It's so unfortunate because a bunch of jabronis like us think it's funny to hang his uh, his yeah. form on our bathroom wall. <laughs> uh, so I have four honorable mention, two real, two in the same uh, realm of uh, of your guys's. Mostly devs list, but so my my real honorable mentions are uh, Dick Wolf. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Chum, chum. He almost chum, made chum. the list. Yep, but I couldn't Never. confirm if he was actually a Richard or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any Close show enough. on NBC is pretty much created by him. Yeah. Uh, uh, and m- more importantly, Bayside High's principal Richard Belding. Oh. oh. I guess you just never remember his name is Richard because he yeah. yeah principal. And then uh, also in honor of uh, of Jim, uh, we have Dick Quacks. <laughs> uh, he is a New Zealand long distance runner and a politician. <laughs> oh. And lastly, we have. Uh, Canadian gas station owner Richard Dick Assman. <laughs> oh, he is the, the Assman. I saw that on when I was searching for, <laughs> for famous so, Richards. So on the bio for for the thing it says Richard Dick Assman was a Canadian gas station owner whose name propelled him to celebrity status across North America for four months in 1995. (laughs) It seems like a shame that it was only four months. Was that when the Seinfeld episode with the Ass Man uh, uh, license plate was out? That's a good question. I'm on it. Uh, Original air date April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety five. Absolutely, it was. <laughs> yep. I am I, the ass man. <laughs> oh, uh, such a great episode. It's the Fusilli Jerry episode. Oh, <laughs> oh it is. This is. You see, cause, cause you silly Jerry. <laughs> oh, that's oh. so good. So that guy can thank Larry David and. <laughs> Yes. Jerry Seinfeld for his for three his months stardom of four months, <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, starting sometime around May of 1995. <laughs> good summer, yeah. Good summer for that guy. Yeah, good summer to be Dick Asman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it is time for our bad idea of the week. Bad idea number... Oh, 869. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Is uh, naming your son Richard when you have a questionable last name. Like yeah. his cocker, ass man, or <laughs> trickle, Tom. or chop. Trickle. <laughs> Quacks. <laughs> Just not a good idea. And then, uh, since we're doing this through the Skype, you guys can do, uh, what do you call it, uh, titles for the show now. Uh, let me see what I've written down. Uh, I personally have wrote down regular listener feedback. Uh, Leather Boy is number two on most lists. The worst part of the week is Jason's Megan impression. Uh, No fan of cunning linguists. And Canadian Canadian gas station owner. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I also had cunning linguists. Uh... I had uh, Richard Chop. Uh, I had Sheets Before Wawa. Yes. I will not listen to that episode. (laughs) What about Wawa Before Sheets? Would you listen to that episode? I would. But you don't ever, you don't, but like you said, you don't get to the Wawa before the sheets. Yeah, I know. You got to go through the sheets before you get to the Wawa. Yes. Uh, Let's see. I also had Hulk hands. (laughs) Uh, And Jim should have pressed charges. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. uh, I, I, I think my favorite is probably the cunning linguists. <laughs> Just cunning linguists or no fan of cunning linguists? Either or. Either or is, is strong. <laughs> I think it's probably better to pad out the title just so it's not <laughs> yeah, just, just the one word. Because yeah. I know Jason will say, oh, we can't say that. Yeah. No fan yeah, of you're... cunning linguists. <laughs> I won't put the DC as no fan because DC might get upset. Right. But <laughs> yeah. All right, no fan of cunning. Now I got to make sure I don't misspell that. <laughs> Your computer just keeps trying to correct it to cunning. <laughs> no, I literally mean cunning linguist. Well, so my computer knows what I like, but. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, well, Dev, thank you for stopping by. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Or at least listening. for answering your phone. But, yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Uh, well, you'll have to come down so you can... Uh, Sometime. September when? September, oh, yeah. Crap. 17th through the 19th? That sounds about right. I probably 19th through that the 21st? One. Uh... You got a you got a network uh, ad drop, don't you? Yeah, I wish I did. 
<laughs> if we have anything, it's not on my computer. So, ah. uh, maybe if I just even look at a damn calendar, I can figure that out. No, I can't even find my calendar. Okay. Uh, uh, September 17th through the 19th, 2021, Duke Energy Convention Center. Yes, then. Hobie will be there. So will Katie Sackoff, for real. She's going to be there on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. That's a real thing. We'll come down. Yeah. Begging Dev to come down and get a signature <laughs> or 12. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not into that whole fan, that whole fan. fan experience with the celebrities. It's just not my thing. But then again, it is Timothy Zahn, so. See, if it's the right person, you will right. be that guy. Yeah, well, I thought the same thing when uh, Roddy Roddy Piper was at uh, Motor City the year be- before he passed away, and it's all like, "Oh, I should go get his signature," and then it's like, "Ah, that's ah, I'm not I'm not gonna do that." And then like and then he, he passed, passed away. away. Then yeah, so. So, well, geez, now it sounds like you're cursing Timothy Zahn or something. <laughs> well, I didn't go get uh, the Four Horsemen's signature when they were at Motor City, and they're <laughs> mostly still kicking. <laughs> mostly alive. Uh, how did we forget the ultimate Richard, Ric Flair? <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you want to amend your list? <laughs> Addendum, Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! The, the ultimate Richard Ric Flair. <laughs> the ultimate Richard, that's the name of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be right. our backup title if Cunning Linguist doesn't make the cut. <laughs> the, the ultimate Richard. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, that does play into the uh, which superhero has the biggest uh, biggest dick. <laughs> oh, well, now you're thinking I, we should go with that for our first pick. I don't know. Let's see if let's see if the cunning linguist gets through first. <laughs> I don't see why it wouldn't, but unless Jason pulls it down, <laughs> Jason will probably pull it down. <laughs> nope, nope, it's too close. <laughs> oh, or does Jason even know that word? <laughs> Just tell him it's a hey, it's charcuterie, a, a meat, a meat and cheese board. <laughs> Uh, I mean, <laughs> are you the one that started that, Dev? <laughs> the uh, the charcuterie board? Yes. The, that, yeah, trying to get Jason to say it. <laughs> yes, I, I specifically wrote in listener feedback <laughs> to get Jason to try to pronounce charcuterie. <laughs> oh, that's the gift that keeps on giving, right there. <laughs> Two years later, and it's still giving. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you again. Yeah, yep. thanks for having me. I'm glad I could uh, could do this. It was fun. Yeah. Brian, th- thanks again. Absolutely. Hell of an intern. Best intern in the business. Best intern in the business. And uh, Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Walking dead to talking heads from comic books to TV sets. There's a history not so bad. There's a history. It's the history of bad. So bad. The history of bad. It's bad. The history of bad.